Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. So hotels across Limerick, they're beginning to reopen as part of uh, phase three of reopening and many intend to be fully reopened by the end of this month. So how's it been going in the initial phases and uh, what can we expect next? Elena Fitzgerald is president, of course, of the Irish Hotels Federation and of the Fitzgerald's Woodlands House Hotel in Adair. And good morning to you, Elena. Good morning, Joe. Good morning to all your listeners. So how's it all been going so far? Well, you know, there's been great excitement, Joe, after being closed for 105 days. Um, you know, a lot of preparations involved in getting ready. You have your COVID committees, you have your guidelines. There's, you know, very comprehensive training across our own hotel and many hotels across Limerick. Um, there's very high levels of infectious disease and control training. And everybody who's required to come back to work within our hotel, there's three different types of training um, that everybody has to complete outside of that. So it's, you know, building new procedures, new values amongst guests, new values amongst our team. So yesterday we opened and, you know, it was strange, but it was great. And, you know, I suppose the guests that we had were very, very responsible, um, as are we. But, you know, together we're going to find our way and we're all going to make mistakes as as we go along. Um, But it's about refining what you do and, you know, debriefing and thinking, well, how can I do this better? And I suppose you're trying to get the clinical aspects of things right but equally making sure that it's, you know, delivered with passion and, and that sense of hospitality that's known throughout Ireland. Yeah, and when you say it was different yesterday, give us a sense of that. Sure, I think everybody's really cautious and understandably so. Um, so even in terms of guests that were coming to the door, even though we'd pre communications about, you know, for example, when you arrive, it, oftentimes a lot of our guests now would have pre-checked it. So they're only coming to the desk to pick up their key, essentially, because it's an online check-in or where people are coming as part of a group, only one person can approach. So we now have like a waiting area for check-in in our lobby um, or that. Now, we didn't get to a situation where we really needed to exercise that yesterday because, you know, the amount of guests that we're seeing at these early stages is, is limited, really. Um, so it's just that whole sense of, do we come in? You know, do we need to ring from the car outside? But of course, you know, guests come to the door and there's a whole process in place. Everything is thought of from the time that they park their car right up to the time they leave. For every process, you know, or every step of their guest experience to stay with us, we have a plan for it. And that plan is a living plan. It's evolving. So we'll be changing that as we go along. And already we've made small, subtle changes, you know. Did you get people just popping in rather than coming in to stay? Not really. I mean, I think there's a discipline there to make reservations. Um, So yesterday there was just one uh, small... uh, the family, you know, that had a, a cup of coffee in, in the lobby and they were the only ones there and it was very discreet because many of your listeners know in Woodlands, we have a very, very spacious area, so it lends itself well to that. But everybody else, um, to be fair, actually had uh, reservations made. Now, it, reservations aren't essential, but they're definitely recommended. But again, because we so much space, we're very, very limited. But if, if you know, your listeners were going to other places that they typically go to. You know, the size of, of their premises might dictate their capacity. So it's always better to make reservations. And we now see a lot of kind of like Woodlands at Home and other take-home concepts. And it was interesting to see people, you know, still availing of that yesterday, even though the rest are open. You know, for some people, they like the idea of bringing it home or it suits, you know, their own lifestyle better. If you wild children like mine, you know, it's definitely worth looking at. And do you think that that aspect of your business and other businesses that has developed during COVID will be maintained long term? Oh, absolutely. And there's every reason why it would work. I suppose it's always been part of our business, but it just brought it 
kind of formalised a little bit more and putting a system in place around it. Um, and it's very, very enjoyable. You know, during the, the lockdown period, you know, there was some great local places that we enjoyed from ourselves and, and, and that. So, you know, we've new values, Joe, and particularly if we're going to be gathering as families and, and that, you know, sometimes the at-home concept, or particularly where they're smaller children or those that are cocooning, it may just give a little bit more comfort. And I suppose that's what we're gearing up for. Now, one thing, and whether it is perception or reality, is value and price. And you're seeing it the same way we are. Still a lot of complaints on social media from around the country that it just isn't value the staycation in Ireland. Well, the first thing that I'd say, Joe, and I think somebody mentioned it in one of your earlier conversations, the first thing is, you know, do your own research, right? And when I say do your own research, what's really important is that people book direct. If you go on to online travel agencies, you are always going to get higher prices. And what happened in in a case of, I know something went viral last week, what actually happened there was, uh, and this happened myself, I put in two adults and two children and and, and put in that we wanted to stay in one room. But on this online travel agency, it came back forcing me to take two rooms. So in effect, the price looked like it was double what it was. And in effect, it was more than double because there was a better rate available from the hotel direct. So people need to be educated and they need to educate themselves by going and booking direct. And whether that's on the website or calling, it's the same function. When you book with online travel agencies, you may find yourself in circumstances like that and you will be paying over the odds. So that's the first thing that I'd say. So... When people are quoting, I suppose, online travel agency rates, they're not a real reflection of the value that's available. And I suppose when we talk about value, it means different things to different people. So half anticipating that you were going to ask me this question, Joe, I plugged in and I looked around the country today. Now, I could stay as a family in the Riverside Park Hotel in um, Enniscorthy, in the beautiful, sunny, I suppose, southeast, um, four-star hotel. A family of four, breakfast included, fantastic leisure facilities available and a great base, of course, in terms of Wexford for €127. Now, to me, for four people, that's exceptional value that we can go away and we can enjoy all of those facilities, have our breakfast for €30. So what I would say to people is if they find themselves in the zone where they're booking direct and it seems to be expensive, you know, then maybe it's not the best choice for you. You know, there is plenty of availability throughout the country in some great spots. And look, people have even had an opportunity to try a few different spots. It was interesting last night, we actually had a few guests from Limerick staying with us. You know, I suppose they felt comfortable it was within their own county. Now we had guests from Leash and, you know, Cork and other places as well too. But there were quite a few locals. I would have said it was the predominant amount. I suppose that showed the level of comfort. But you could have booked in our hotel to stay for €95 last night. And in the same way, a family can book to stay for €145. So to me given the fact that we have about 10 different activities available for children, not to mention their welcome packs and everything, that represents good value. But it's about booking direct and it's about getting a value proposition that's right yeah. for you. Uh, well, we're chatting to Elena Fitzgerald. She's president of the Irish Hotels Federation and, of course, of Fitzgerald's Woodlands Host Hotel in Adair. Uh, and with your IHF hat on, do you accept that there is a very unusual, perhaps unique opportunity this summer to encourage people to stay here, give them value, give them a great experience and hopefully retain some of their business in the long term. Absolutely. Well, look, in a day or, and I know many hotels throughout the country, that's always been at our mindset. And I suppose it's it's so much more true in the times that we're in um, and that. So, you know, 
there are some amazing experiences that await us, whether we're going back and rediscovering, you know, the nostalgic visits to areas that we have, or there's new destinations, like Burr is a place that very much comes to the forefront. There's some things there that I think we would love to do as a family. But, you know, like even in terms of our own team, you know, what we have said is you need to go out and you need to greet people with the same hospitality that you have before. You know, but going beyond that, because we need to deliver the very best that we can in terms of experiences throughout the country so that we become, you know, the number one go to more so than considering an overseas, you know, and whether that's for now. And it's a very hot topic, obviously, right now in terms of going overseas, but certainly as you move forward. But we have to earn that, you know, in terms of providing that exceptional service. But you have to remember right now we're starting at a very, I suppose, clinical based, cautious, whatever um, and whilst we still have some wonderful hospitality and some great examples of creativity and adapting, you know, we're all going to have to morph into that comfort space. But there's no doubt that I suppose our tourism community and hotelier community, they're already rising to the challenge. And, you know, there's some great vacation opportunities ahead. And I can't wait to think until things probably settle down, you know, in our own hotel and we get used to our new norm a little bit more to go out and have a chance to see them myself too. What do you think of Dr. Tony Holohan, the Chief Medical Officer's very latest advice, saying he is very worried about international travel and he is asking people not to go? Yeah, I mean, he's recurringly said this um, three times, I think, over the course of probably the last five or six days. And look, at the end of the day, he has sight of where, you know, this is going, how it's been mapped, etc., and, you know, it would be remiss of people not to take that on, on board, you know. And again, given the fact that there are some great vacation opportunities in Ireland, maybe it's a time to shift those plans and to bear it in mind. Now, I know we currently have a 14-day quarantine period, which is another hot topic. And we've seen kind of testing regimes in places like Austria and Iceland that are working very, very well um, that avoid that. But, you know, you, we have to take... He has led us this far. We have to take it on board, you know, and I, I have to say, personally, I wouldn't be comfortable going overseas for the foreseeable. But equally, I can't wait, you know, to see all the other things that Ireland has to offer. We, we traditionally would have staycations in Ireland for the last few years in the summertime. I love it. It's very much part of our summer as yeah. a family. Elena, uh, we have a new government. What do you expect them to do for your sector? Well, we're on our knees and that's the reality of it. Um, I don't believe there has ever been such a low point in tourism um, after being closed, you know, for so long. Um, you know, I suppose Catherine Martin, no doubt, is an absolutely very, very capable um, leader and lady, but a portfolio of six. And if you think about it this way, Joe, tourism represents one in 10 of all Irish jobs, right? 260,000 jobs in total. Now, Tourism, as part of its cabinet appearance, is one of 15 cabinet jobs. And now it's the sixth of one of those jobs, which is really about 1% of the government's resources um, at the cabinet table. So there's a lot of commitment that's going to be needed to support, you know, that and I suppose to support moving forward. And, you know, we're really concerned. We're distraught. We're disappointed. But I suppose, look, we have an opportunity to hear what government and the minister has to say um, and that, but there would want to be some serious policy changes, you know, to support yeah. moving forward because this is about survival, Joe. This isn't about growth. It's about getting through the summer, bringing as many people on the journey as we can. And what lies ahead in terms of September and beyond, you know, particularly when there's question marks over gatherings and, you know, when there's question marks over international travel. All right. What do you make of the fact that 
there isn't a cabinet minister in Limerick, in the Midwest, or the entire west of Ireland. Correct. I mean, that's another huge gap, that there's only one minister on, you know, the West Coast, and that's in Kerry, and, you know, wonderful to have that minister in place. But then when you look at concentration of ministers around Dublin, Wicklow, you know, Cork to a degree, there's a huge missed opportunity here. And I'm only hoping that it would be redressed, you know, as part of junior ministry. But, you know, I'm looking on now and I'm looking at, I suppose, you know, what would have been considered to be the two biggest parties together with the support of the Greens. And I I do feel that there's a huge gap um, for tourism, our beloved tourism, and indeed for our own region. I think governments have a lot to prove and the starting point is tough. So it's going to be a very, very tough road. Um, Look, we all want, you know, to come from this. We all want to survive, you know, economically and as a society. Um, And it's just the balance. But I'm concerned. You know, I was surprised and I'm very, very concerned, as I know are all of the tourism community and the people of Limerick, for that matter, in terms of our own representation there. Because we've been represented very well in the past. We think of people like um, Mike Noonan or indeed Patrick O'Donovan and, and many, many more. Right. So would you like to see in Limerick a Minister of State with special responsibility for tourism? Absolutely, that would be so welcome. I mean, if you were to talk about the dream announcement today, that's where it's at for me. Okay. Finally, if this were anything approaching a normal year, there would be massive excitement in Adair right now because the J.P. McManus Pro-Am was due to take place in early July. Indeed. Who would ever have foresaw, you know, what would have happened? And I suppose, look, it's always been a wonderful, you know, sense of occasion in, in terms of the golf community, in terms of the deer, in terms of Ireland. And look, you know, with the right support, you know, and I suppose with public health going in the right direction, because that's what we all want. Please God, we'll be back to those days soon, not just in, in Adair and Limerick, but throughout the country. And I suppose we have to have those things to look forward to. And we trust in government, but we'd love to have a sense of where this is all going in terms of mapping you know, just to have re-clarity. I feel we lack clarity that we just don't have the benefit of all that information so the decisions can be made in the right context. How do you mean now, Elena, the lack of clarity? Like if you take wedding couples, for example, right? They don't know what lies beyond July. But can they know? know? I mean, isn't the whole problem here that the um, uh, medical uh, situation keeps moving? We've seen Leicester in England, for example, going back into lockdown. We've seen increased cases across Europe. We've seen the disaster that is parts of the United States, Texas, as an example. And we are seeing an increase in cases here in recent days. You see, we've had much higher levels of lockdown um, and control, really. And, you know, credit to government for that. And equally in terms of, the, I suppose, the whole international discussion, it's about, you know, international visitors, that all feeds into that as well. But public health has gone in the right direction and the systems in that are in place to support that. But we do need a sense, Joe, of if it continues to go in the right direction, what's it going to look like? And God forbid if it happens that it doesn't, then we all need to readapt and nobody wants that. But, you know, that's always on our doorstep and that's the reality of it. But you do need to have a sense of if we all do what we're supposed to do, you know, what it could look like. And that in itself would be an increasing motivator to get to that point. Okay, well, we have a new government and some of them spent quite a bit of time criticising the outgoing government for some of the things that you've talked about. So let's see what they come up with now in the coming weeks. Um, Elena Fitzgerald, always great to chat to you. President of the Irish Hotels Federation and, of course, of Fitzgerald's Woodlands House Hotel in Adair. Call Limerick today now on 461995.